check, check, white check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's Thursday, October 1st. A brand new month and we are racing still in October. Here we go. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by the folks at Pro Taper, Maxis, 100% and Get. Coming at you, 702-586-7857. We're going to take your calls now. Uh, we can talk about uh, um, Colorado coming up this weekend. We can talk about Paula, MXGP if you want, whatever it is. Go ahead, give us a call, 702-586-7857. We are giving away a set of black Fly Racing 2021 light gear. Today on the show, we also have two tickets to Colorado for you as well, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. And uh, lots to give away, lots to talk about. Michael Antonovich and Jason Thomas will be on the show tonight to uh, or today to break everything down. Dylan Ferrandez and Zach Osborne really putting some points together uh, at WW Ranch last weekend, and with two to go, uh, look both look good to uh, to win this title. Anything can happen, of course, but yeah. We're going to break that down and more, talk some silly season stuff as well. Thank you, Fly Racing. The 2021 gear is out now. They uh, have worked really hard to uh, really do a good job for 2021. They got the Formula CC helmet, which is a, still has the Rion, still has the Conad EPS, but it's uh, got a little bit different shell. It's a tad heavier than their Formula helmet, and it's still uh, available for a great, great price. So please check that out, Formula CC. The light pant that we are giving away today has uh, no zippers on it, just has a boa on the front and uh for people who have worn it they say it's like pajamas so there we go flyracing.com fr5 boot of course the goggles been redesigned uh the fly racing guys have done a lot of uh works uh on the thing so uh please check it out and uh yeah we uh, we appreciate everything that fly racing folks do for us you know zach osborne wearing it right and he's winning and that's not a coincidence thank you maxis tires mxst Developed by McGrath, uh, the guys at SGB Maxis Kawasaki have been using the tires all year long, whether it's that Rod Bell character, Alex Ray, Justin Smith. They've been doing a good job with the folks uh, at Maxis and the team, and they've been doing a great job with their tires. So please check them out. If you're in the market for a set of high-end tires, the folks at Maxis have redesigned that MXST with the help of the king of Supercross. And they got great mountain bike tires, light truck tires as well. So Maxis.com for more information on that. Also want to thank the folks at 100%. Uh, you know, Sexton and Ferrandis won 2020 Supercross titles wearing 100%. Well, you can get the same goggle that they have, which is the Armega and uh, the clear global leader in off-road goggles. They make a lot more than that, though. Mountain bike gear, helmets and protection, sport performance, sunglasses, technical fleece and jackets, T-shirts. 100% has something for everyone on and off the track. See the entire line at 100%.com and use the code MOTO60-25 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. So thanks to the folks at 100% for stepping up. And also Pro Taper. The Pro Taper revolutionized, revolutionized the self-assist, self-engage launch assist start device. It solves a problem faced by all motocross racers, no matter their skill level. Setting a start device alone is awkward at best and impossible at worst. Patent-pending self-engage twist-style cellar can be easily set without any assistance, giving riders the freedom to practice starts and line up for racers by themselves. Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR, all using Pro Taper products. They got the micro bar and micro line of products on there. So if you have a little one, he's got tiny hands. These are tiny bars, and they really work out well from the folks at Pro Taper. So please check out that for more information. And thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Uh, whether it's Athena, which is the point of reference for the market for production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys, or whether it's the Get stuff, which is ECUs, wireless, hour meters, um, two-stroke ignitions, four-stroke ignitions, the folks at Get Data have done a great job, and they make quality products. So contact us on pulpmex.com. If you want a discount from the folks at Athena or Get, it's easy to do, and it'll save you some money just simply by listening. So 
Uh, thanks to the sponsors for coming on. Like we said, we're going to give away two tickets to Lakewood today, and we're also going to give away some Fly Racing 2021 um, gear as well. So Thomas and, uh, and Anton coming on to break it down. Taking your calls, holding things down over there. Coming in very early this week, the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? Just making up for last time. Have you taken the uh, Taser out lately? I will on Saturday. Oh, I thought you were going last Saturday. Yeah, and then I just didn't. Oh, yeah. Such a shame. It is. I've fallen off hard. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I need to go back to uh, eBikers Anonymous or something like that, and you know, get back on the wagon. Do you think that uh, Tomac wins this weekend? He hasn't been the same guy all year long, but we are going to Lakewood. We we had a glimpse of him last week uh, for a brief moment. I think Adam Cincerello wins this weekend. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, let's get Jason Thomas on if we can. Uh, 702-586-7857. Um, let's take the third caller, uh, Tits, for the pair of tickets to Lakewood, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. So if you want to go to Lakewood this weekend, we got two tickets, and uh, we'll take the third caller for that after we get JT on the line. Uh, let's go to Jason on one. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Mathis, what's going on, man? Thanks for listening. What's your, what's your question? Absolutely. Yeah, do you think Rod Bell's going to get a ride next year? Like maybe um, a Rocky Mountain ride or a JGR or something like that? No. He's been doing, looking pretty good this no, year. No, he has been, absolutely. But, you know, he made, uh, what, one or two mains in Supercross. And, uh, you know, before that he hadn't really raced Supercross. So he's going to need another year of main events, getting inside the top ten or getting close to the top ten before he can get look for a ride like that. But, dude, he's been gotcha. impressive for sure. But he'll need he'll need another year. Yeah to show us what he can do in Supercross. Hey, one more quick question about points and outdoors. Yeah. Why don't they award like 10 points for the overall winner? Like additional five or 10 point kicker for who gets the overall? Um, yeah, I think that I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I just I just think that's too radical of a change for the teams and everything else. But I'd like to see points for fast qualifier or uh, maybe a moto winner gets a couple extra points or something. Sure. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I think one one point or five points for a fast qualifier and then five or ten for the overall. Yeah. Because it seems like the overall gets all the you know, gets all the glory, but they don't get anything points wise. No, you really it's don't, right? Yeah, no, it, it really is two races, right? It's really just two races and, and that's it, and the overall doesn't mean anything. The overall standings the riders get paid on overall bonuses, but yeah, other than that, it doesn't mean a whole lot. So I'm with you. All right, man, thanks cool, for calling. Man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Fly race and motor sixty show. The tickets are gone. We've got the t- tickets are gone. Thank you to f- folks at Fly Racing. Just get a, we'll email you those tickets and uh, yeah, we'll get that going. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Dropping some LE gear tomorrow, and the racers will be in it in Lakewood. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Looking forward to the LE launch? Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, working with the team all week to get ready with, you know, assets and videos and obviously the gear delivered and all that stuff. So it should be exciting. Um, you never really know how you know, limited edition stuff's going to be received because we always try to step out a little bit. Yeah. Right? You want it to be a little bit different or, or some sort of unique aspect. Uh, but really, more than anything, it's just it's fun. It gives uh, a unique look to a weekend and a different vibe. So I am looking forward to that. You know what I like about what you guys do, for the most part, for the LE stuff, is everybody gets it. You know, everybody kind of has it. And you guys really stoke out a lot of the fly racers with it. So you see... The color, whether it's the uh, in the past, we've seen the uh, the teal, we've seen uh, some other stuff. It, it's like everywhere on the track. Yeah, and it, it's going to be a little bit different this weekend. Um, we're going to try to limit it a little bit, um, it, and it just really just depends on how our orders are going. If we have a lot of it, then we kind of just paint the field with it, and you'll see that at a lot of supercrosses. But if we don't, and our, our pre-booking stuff is really strong, we want to make sure that customers have inventory to buy it because okay. it is limited. Um, it's right. not just a term. Like, it is limited. So, so my, my, point just week, get, my point just gets shit on. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but moving forward, when you go back to wherever this series starts this year, you'll see that trend continue. Yeah. Um, just for this one where – because, honestly, most dealers can't even get inventory. Like, they are sold out of everything. Uh, so we didn't want to – give everything away we don't actually be able to supply dealers with inventory if they wanted it well that's a nice problem to have yeah and i, I think it's industry-wide it's not right. unique to us it's not like a, i'm bragging or anything i think it's there's just a lot of demand for power sports products right now do you uh do you agree with the last caller and think that the the overall should get five points ten points anything like that fast qualifier would you like to see a change of that kind of stuff you know 
I'm not vehemently opposed to it, but I also don't see a huge need for change either. Um, you, you do get an extra bonus for winning moto. It's the biggest gap. It's, you know, 22 to 25. It is the biggest gap in any of the points separators. So there is a little bit of a bonus inherently there already. Um, yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I, I wouldn't want it to be overwhelming, though. To me, five or ten points seems like a lot. Yeah. If you want to add a couple points, I'd be okay with that. Um, but to go uh, ten to me seems way, way too yeah, much. Yeah, ten, 10's a little, a little too extreme. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything that adds excitement mm. that everyone can sign off on and agree to, which good luck with that. Um, yeah, I'd right. be okay with. Right. Listen, JT, I got to circle back to our conversation about the Marvin Muscant Adam Cine Cirillo collision at WW Ranch. Uh, you watched the GoPro of AC. A lot of people didn't think your take was correct. It's okay. You can now come on the show, Moto 60 show, and recant your statement. It, it's fine. We understand. Nobody's perfect. The floor is yours. <laughs> uh, I stand by what I said. Wow. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. My, well, and, and hold on a second. No, your I, I statement, said okay. Yeah. In the argument, your statement was that it was greasy. And I told you that my interpretation of the word greasy is dirty. Okay? So... In that context, I did not agree with your take. Now, I know you're trying to needle me here, but I think it's important that listeners, because I've been getting the same tweets you are, I think it's important for listeners to understand that there was a, a disagreement in that interpretation. Do I think it was a good idea for him to try to force it from the outside? No, of course not. But do I think he went in there with ill intent to try to do something where Adam ends up on the ground? I, of course not either. Um, so if you if you're if you are truly using the word greasy as far as just that was a bad idea, then yeah, I'm, I can go along with that. Yeah, I, I said greasy wasn't dirty. And grease, yeah, yeah, but then in the beginning, I think is where people are they're they're stuck on that wow. to where you and I disagreed on the the definition of a term. So that's really where we started going yeah. our different directions. Once we clarified that, then we kind of came back to the center. You can definitely see Adam being like, okay, I got the – I mean, yeah, he can hear him, but he's coming in from the inside and then just boom. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't he, think Adam expected that at all. And, and I think he would probably be in the right to not expect that either. Um, for, for Marvin to think that you're going to beat somebody to the spot when it's that close from the outside, you're almost asking to get knocked down in that scenario. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it was like, hey, watch this. I think it was more just he maybe thought he had a little bit more room than he did, and clearly yeah. there was none. Well, I went back and watched Troll Train's GoPro from uh, from that, you know, the incident with his brother, and uh, that wasn't any good either. <laughs> J-Mart J- 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 came in there much like Marv, although I think there was, you know, a little bit more. Uh, it wasn't as bad. It looked like, you know, you could see the red of J-Mart's bike sooner than you could with Marv, yeah. you know, but still, yeah, yeah either way, uh, a troll train and NAC on the ground. So, Well, um, you know, yeah. I think the craziest part of both of those is that, like I said, nine times out of ten, or maybe eight times out of ten would be more fitting in this scenario, but the guy on the inside is going to be fine and the guy on the outside is going to end up high-siding. That's almost every single time, yet in both of these scenarios, the guy on the inside got screwed and fell down. That, that just oh. rarely happens. Greasy. It's, it's kind of an anomaly. Greasy. Gracie. Oh, God, here tits, we go. Tits, where do you stand on this? I didn't like it. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> tits weighs in <laughs> with a hot take. Thanks uh, for clarifying, Tits. Yes. Uh, we got lots of calls still on the line, 702-586-7857 um, for uh, the Fly Race and Motor 64 show for Jason Thomas. Thanks to Get and 100% Pro Taper and Maxis all on board with us. The tickets are gone. We're still giving away a set of light gear. Um JT, so we saw the Tomac second moto charge. Zach uh, held him off, but, man, he looked really, really good. We are now going to Lakewood, a place where, obviously, now, Eli, we've covered this a hundred times. Eli didn't grow up there. It's a long way from his house, but it is at altitude, and it is in front of his fans, and he has won there before. Do you put him as the favorite this weekend? Like, do you think he's the favorite to win this weekend? I think he gets a boost. Yes, um, yes, 100%. Yeah, now, now how much of a boost? Because he really hasn't been, you know, that, that second moto was certainly better than it's been. But at many of the rounds, he really hasn't been anywhere close to winning. So that, that really is where the question comes in. Is, it, is the boost enough to get him to the front? Because we're going to run into some of the same scenarios that haven't helped him, where the track's going to be, I think, really good. 
and the, the temperature, the high is only like 68. So you're talking about first moto, you know, maybe low 60s. So he is not going to be able to rely on fitness and some of the things that generally drag him to the front, even if his pace isn't there. He's going to have to go fast or faster than, you know, the guys like he hasn't been able to. Cincerillo and Osborne and, and Marvin and Sexton and all these guys that he struggled to be faster than this year. So I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I, I could argue both sides of it if I was forced to because I think the conditions don't favor him, but certainly that track and the elevation and the things he's comfortable with do. Uh, so I, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. I know that's a shocker that I yeah, fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's complete shocker. 68. Jesus. Wow. For a high. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, you know, high 40s in I'm the morning. It's going to be a, a beautiful day. It's yeah. just not going to be typical motocross day. I'm going to bring a, a hoodie, I think, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely advise that. Uh, again, JT, rough week for you and your takes. Uh, we got Ryan on three to discuss the Rushmore. Uh, Ryan, what's going on? You want to talk about the Mount Rushmore thing? I do. I have I have an issue with uh, everybody's take on this. Okay. But uh, Mount Rushmore is for American presidents. So why are we mixing in Euro bro I know, into but the? Uh... It's I get it, and we heard this on social media. <laughs> well, why are we mixing in riders then? If you're going to go that route, as far as it's for American, <laughs> well, presidents, well, why are you putting motocross riders up there? No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I lose. I, I get it, man, Ryan. I heard that from social media too. Like I can't believe you put a Euro. Listen, we're fucking talking about a volume of racers. It's just, you know, I mean, let's get Justin Trudeau up there, man. We can make literally any rules we want because we are making up something stupid in the first place, right? So that's fair. I, I don't that's know, fair. but but uh, no, I don't agree with the the, the the Europeans just because of the reasons I said, not because it's an American thing. But all right, all right anything Fine. else, Ryan? Is that it? Uh, no, I would like to know how JT would have done in fantasy if JT was rooting for himself back in the day. How many swear words would he have given himself? No, he, he picked himself a lot, huh, JT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was a league back then. Uh, it was obviously much smaller. You know, what we didn't have this whole platform to promote it. Uh, but I definitely played and picked myself several times. Oh, okay. Uh, and I oh, actually nice. – I was hurt one race. I, I hurt my ribs at Hangtown, and then the next race was Freestone, and I pulled in and then went back out. I could, I could barely ride, but I went back out and finished because I had picked myself that day. <laughs> so there we go. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate Bye, the call. Thank Take you. Yeah, the American, the, the, the American patriot that is Jason Thomas putting a European on an American monument. Just, just wow. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Jake's on one. Jake, you want to talk about Zach Osborne? What's up? Uh, yeah, I was curious to see um, Zacho see what kind of liberties he has and the gear choice that he has each weekend in each moto. Typically, it seems like he wears the Rockstar gear, the fly racing gear. Uh, however, this last weekend he was wearing the red and black gear, which looked pretty on fire. Um, anyway, just curious to see um, does he have the choice on whether or not he wears the Rockstar gear, or does he is he kind For, of forced? First of all, before JT answers, I agree the red stuff. I made a comment on. Uh, I made a comment somewhere this week with JT that the red looked really good. I think it stood out because, generally speaking, the generic rock star stuff that the guys do wear looks kind of blah, right? It just It's just whatever. Yeah. It's like Mitch Payton's Thor monster stuff for years was just, you know, the same every single weekend. So I think that's why Osborne stood out, JT, this weekend. Yeah, and, and he does have say. Uh, he will reach out to Max and Dalton, um, you know, part of our team. And he can certainly request things. There are certain amount of races where he needs to be in uh, Rockstar collab stuff. Uh, but then other stuff we have obviously manipulated to add Rockstar logos to as well. So um, the answer is kind of in between all of that. If he really wants to wear a certain line, whether it's Kinetic, White, or Evo, he certainly has the ability to influence that. Uh, but there are some restrictions as far as, okay, we need to hit a quota on how many races he wears Rockstar-specific gear that is for sale. Uh, so, yeah, it really comes down to what he wants. But at the same time, what he wants can also be reflected in we can kind of fit the bill as far as what we need to. Yeah. All right, Jake. Anything else? Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, I guess uh, same similar question just for Blake Baggett. Is he, is he able to choose whatever gear he wants? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, you know, and, and really what happens is those guys have so much gear, it's unbelievable, right? So we may bring, we have stuff kind of mapped out um, and stuff is pre-built to bring them. But if they have something like, oh, yeah, you brought me, um, you know, red kinetic, but I, it, it's, kinda, it's not very hot today, right? So I want to wear Evo because 
I don't need to wear mesh. It's not hot, but I want to wear this Evo because I like the performance and I like the boa of it. They will generally have several sets on the truck that they could choose from. And then that comes down to what do they want to wear? So they don't necessarily get pigeonholed into what we bring them. They could wear whatever they brought from the previous week as well. And that and those guys are way more open because they don't have that rock star or an energy drink requirement. They can wear all sorts of colors, right, JT? All sorts of lines and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I find is some guys like certain lines of gear. It really works with their body type or they like bow or don't or like a little, a little bit more room in the legs than others. But then past that, it really comes down to the weather conditions. Um, yep. If it's super hot, you can almost count on everybody on the line wearing kinetic mesh just because it's almost you need all that airflow. But on a weekend like this where we're going to have limited edition, the gamut opens wide open. You know, you'll see them absolutely trend towards what they like the most. And you can almost make your decision off, well, that guy likes this because all the conditions are equal. It's not going to be hot. It's not going to be muddy. It's not going to be anything. So he's choosing what he, he likes the best. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Appreciate nice. it. Uh, Zach, what's going on? You want to, you got a question for JT about gloves? Yeah, before I get to that, JT, uh, how'd you feel about the Gators Saturday? Our defense is horrific. Um, the secondary couldn't cover anyone. Uh, I mean, literally anyone. They would have given up 30 points to your local high school football team. Uh, but otherwise, really good. Offense was awesome. I thought they looked uh, ready to play. Um, they just got to get it together. We had injuries and all kinds of stuff going on. But, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, I have a question for you, and I don't wear uh, I don't wear fly just because I I don't get as good as I can't get as good as deal on that stuff. But okay. I'm having problem. Always had problem with gloves. Um, I don't know if my hands sweat too bad when I ride, but I feel like they ball up in my hands. Like I've bought yep. the I wear, I wear answer stuff, and so I've bought okay. the high end answer gloves. I've bought the I've tried like all of those, and I don't know. I just feel like. I, that is one problem that I constantly get is they, they ball up in the palm of my hands. I didn't know if, okay. like, the thinner yeah, so material. Question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a question. Do you – the gloves that you typically wear, do they have palm padding? Uh, no. Okay. That's, no, but I feel like the palm is pretty thick. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the yeah. material in the palm yeah. is relatively that's, thick. That's really the go-to is immediately um, – palm padding, one, and then, two, it can be materials, right? So we sell a glove called a ProLite that is a single-layer palm, which is what you want, and then it uses Clarino, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of. But that really yep, yeah, helps yeah. that problem. Oh, yeah. It's thinner, but it's also ultra-durable for being that thin. Uh, so it, it kind of alleviates that problem for people that are dealing with exactly what you're dealing with. So if you're so inclined, I would try that ProLite and see if that Corino Palm helps any. That's the ProLite glove, you said? It is. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. All right. There you go, man. Thank Appreciate you. It. Hey, 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 go Vol, JT. I yeah, cannot right. agree with that, but that's okay. I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand this talk. Uh, it is uh, Todd on two. What's up, Todd? You got a mechanic and a rider question? Yeah, I do. I got a question for both of you and Steve since you're – ex-mechanic, ex-racer guys. So on race day, I've always wondered about this, is when the rider comes into the pit for suspension adjustments, does the rider tell, say JT's a rider, does he tell you, Steve, give me more rebound in the front, my front end's diving too much in the sand, or does he tell you what it's doing and you make the adjustments to what you think it needs to be? Depends on the rider, right? Depends how smart they are. Depends on what they know about testing. I mean, I, I'm sure Chad Reed comes in and is like, hey, go two clicks on the high speed or, 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 yep. or on the low speed or whatever. You know what I mean? So right. uh, I would think that a more experienced guy would kind of be like, hey, here's what I want to try. Um, and a, more, you know, a younger guy would be like, hey, it's kind of kicking. And then it would take right. the suspension guy. Um, and by the way, there's suspension guys in the mechanics area now, not yeah, so that's mechanics. What I was say. So, that's oh, I got you. Depends on. I mean, privateer guys, it's just mechanics, right? Uh, factory yeah. guys have, okay. have suspension guys. So, um, yeah, okay. it kind of depends. But yeah, that's how it would go normally. I think it. I think it would be either one. You know, a guy like Michael Byrne might be like when he raced, he'd be you know, hey, this, here's what we're gonna do. You know, so yep. yeah, it yep. depends on the rider experience. So also, if you like the mechanic watching or the suspension guy watching from the track watching what the bike is doing he could make the adjustments by what he's visually seeing as well in addition to what the rider might tell him is that yeah just kind of getting a feel for that i don't know yeah no i think i think if the suspension guy sees something he can he can do that he can say to the rider hey i want to try something let me know what you think right. uh i've seen it right, both right. ways you know other racers will be like no nah, everything's good you know i'm second fastest i'm third fastest uh you know everything's great you know leave, leave the bike yeah. alone type deal so yeah the suspension guys i mean because you got to remember that 
these guys are spending so much time together. You know, like there's a trust built up during the week and in the off season between everybody. So the rider's happy, probably in most cases, to let the guy do what he wants. You know, right? So right, yeah. I got you. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of lot of adjustments to be made. So I was just curious how that works. So. Yep. Yeah. There we go. So cool. th- thanks, Todd. Thanks. Yep. All I right. think it's kind of an, a, a sliding scale, right? The older and more experienced the rider is, the less he relies on the suspension guy, and the younger he is, the more he relies on that suspension yeah. guy being really uh, skilled. And it's almost like this interpretation game because a younger rider is not going to know exactly how to translate that to the correct terminology. So that suspension guy has to be able to say, okay, he's saying this, but he really means that, and then he's got to make the right adjustments from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And then, uh, you know, like I said, Chad, somebody like Chad will just be like, here's what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. He's going to say, I want you to take the internals apart and change this. And change everything. The suspension guy dives off a cliff. Change everything. Right, exactly. Uh, Jonathan's on three. Jonathan, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, um, so not to stoke that AC Marv greasy move situation anymore, but let me uh, let me stoke it here. Uh, so if you take AC out and you put Barsha in his place, how's that move working out for Marv in that situation? Well, what do you mean? Like you think Marv's not going? You think Marv's going down and and Justin's staying up? Is that what you mean, or what? Like, uh, or do you mean reaction? Off of historical events, I would say, yeah, Barsha's not going to uh, go down that situation, and Mars probably going over you yeah. know, two or three lanes, something uh, like that. I don't know. What do you so think, JT? What do you think, JT? Yeah. I, I'm trying to understand just like you were. It, so you're saying you're putting Barsha in Marvin's shoes? No, Barsha in AC shoes. Because oh, yeah. JT I was saying – yeah. JT's saying if you have the inside, there's absolutely yeah. zero excuse for you going down. You. And if you. Barsha's on the inside, he's not going down, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think Barsha has a lot more experience riding closely and, and what, for lack of a better dirt word, riding dirtier than, than AC does. Um, the one thing, if, if somebody catches your bars at the right angle, it doesn't matter who you are, you're crashing, especially if you're not expecting it. But I, I would say just off a of percentage chance, Barsha has a better chance of, of not crashing there just because he's so used to contact. He's so used to that dynamic. Uh, but, yeah, it, who's to say, right, anybody can crash. Barsha's crashed plenty, plenty of times with other riders too, but yep. I would like Barsha's chances a little bit better in that scenario. Yep. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's go to two. Uh, we have Tyler on two. What's up, Tyler? I got a two-parter. Um, one, Steve, is there any way you could get with Little D and convince him to do another round of that uh, FMF Ethica underwear again? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Absolutely. First awesome. th- first thing I do. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sweet. Hey, uh, JT, what, has there been any consideration from Fly to make a more moto-designed underwear to kind of help and go with the pants? There's been some underwear that I've obviously used, other writers have used, and that can really kind of hamper the performance sliding around or not being able to slide around or whatever while you're wearing your gear? Uh, as far as, like, materials, like sliding around, um, not as much. But we are in development on several pieces that would help protect you a little bit more because what we're noticing is that, you know, all of these high-performance pants and jerseys and everything are getting less protective. There aren't TPR mm-hmm. badges. There aren't anything really anymore. It's as thin and light as you can possibly make it while keeping durability. So we're trying to build uh, other pieces that you can wear as an underwear piece that would add some of that protection back in. Um, but, yeah, as far as the sliding around piece, that, that's not something we've really talked about so much, but maybe we should. Some tailbone protection and, and something like that obviously would be a little nicer sometimes. And then, yeah, just I, I've, it's been my experience that a lot of times I get sliding around where my pants stay good on the seat, but my underwear mm-hmm. slides within the pant, and that can be kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah, we, we sell um, and we have sold, you know, undergarments like that that are built for mm-hmm. athletic use and riding and all that stuff that some have chamois, some don't. Um, but we've, we've had those for years. But really right now our focus in that arena is more on the protective side as we've sure. uncovered new protective materials that are crazy light that aren't going to make you feel like you're wearing a really heavy, you know, protection yeah. piece. Um but also, for those of us who have to go back to work on Monday, it can be the difference between, you know, really hurting yourself and not. Cool. Thanks for right, the call, right, man. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys.
Yeah, I don't like. I've I've got some under knee brace underwear that goes you know down your leg and holds your braces mm-hmm. on. I don't like it because it slides around your your pants yeah. slide. I don't. I just I don't know. I need to figure that situation out. Kiefer, of course, you know. Right. He likes those uh, zeros, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He loves it. I wear. Uh, I just wear the old school like socks and knee brace socks, like the you know the same that people have been wearing for thirty years. Right. Um, I right. really never ventured away from that. Yeah, that's what I do. I have the fly racing ones that pull up super high you know and then yep, uh, yeah yep. so uh jeff's on three lots of phone calls today on the fly racing show jeff what's going on what's your question hey number one on the knee brace sock front what i do is i get those nike base layer like they wear for football it's like a full pant but it's super light and i wear that and they don't fall yep. down they're super lightweight yeah same uh same concept right yep yeah and then my question was do you think if Jmart had as much horsepower coming out of that Honda, that he could beat Ferrandez more consistently. Yes. I think he, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, I think he would have beat him at Spring Creek. Every other round, I don't know. Um, you know, Jmart's been really good on his own, but I, I think at Spring Creek, it would have made the difference. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I just think he'd beat him more, but I still like Ferrandez to, you know, beat him probably more often. Yeah, Brandis is a better rider, but I think that was really the main difference. And I think you'll see a pretty pronounced difference this weekend at altitude. I think you're going to be like, wow, that bike's a lot better. It's going to get ugly this weekend, I think. Um, It's going to be a lot of Yamaha in the first corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hey, Jeff, do you uh, you want some fly racing gear? Hell yeah. All right, sweet. I've got fly racing gear already. This got some new kinetic. Oh, well, then you don't even need this All stuff. You don't even need this light stuff. Well, then, I, you know, I need I mean, more than one. I need, like, gear for Saturday, <laughs> gear for Sunday. No, that's fine. You win, a, you win a set of Fly Racing Black Light Gear 2021 stuff. So stay on the line, all right? Dick, thanks, man. No problem. Thank you for calling into the show. Yeah, I think this weekend, JT, we're going to see some Star Yamahas up front a lot over and over. So Yeah, I think you're going to see uh, at least three of them in the top five. Yeah, they just have such a big, and really, what it comes down to is torque. That's where their big advantage is, is in their torque numbers. And on an uphill start at altitude, that's basically pronounces that more than anything else. So, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see similar to Washougal last year, where they just all come around in a yeah. sea of blue. I think that's what you'll see on Saturday. Uh, Tice is on five. What's up, Tice? You want to talk about AC? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, sorry. About- yeah, so in the past, you've talked about how to win a championship, you need to have some friends out there. And it seems like since AC and Zacho got into a little bit of a tussle in, in practice and in Supercross, he's been really, really nice and to the point where it almost looks and appears that others really don't care if they run into him. Has he crossed that line and gotten too nice? And is that a, is that a possibility? What do you think, JT? For Zach, is that who he's mentioned? No, Adam. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I don't think that anybody's taking advantage of anybody out there. Uh, I really don't. I, I think everyone's trying to put themselves at the front and also mitigate risk as much as possible. But I, I have not seen a situation where somebody's like, oh, Adam, that's an easy mark. I, I have not seen that. Um, you know, Adam's gotten into it pretty hot and heavy with Osborne over the years, and they were going after each other. Uh, so to me, I always kind of laugh when somebody's like, oh, that guy – you know, he, he can't take anybody out. Trust me. Those guys, if they want to, they can take people out. They're just usually trying to stay out of trouble because most of the time those situations end, end up negative for both parties. But if Adam really wanted to just turn his brain off and start taking people out, he could. He, I think he just chooses not to. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go. Remember when we got, uh, we got angry Dungy? Yeah. Like that, that, to me, that's a perfect example. Yeah. It's not like, you know, even for me, I, I tried to avoid that stuff. But if I really wanted to, of course I know how to do it. That's all we do is practice racing our dirt bike. We, we know how to execute it. We just usually try not to. Poor Weimer. <laughs> uh, Adam, you got a question for JT about fly riders? Yeah. So I actually have a couple of questions. I have one for each of you guys. Okay. Uh, first off, JT, if you could – so if fly could have any rider for the rest of their career that's not already in fly gear, who would it be? Already not. Um, I would say probably Adam Cinturillo. Um That would be my obvious choice as of right now. Um, I think past that, uh, I think Jet Lawrence is, is a rising star. He, uh, he, he's so young and he has so many years ahead of him and he's so charismatic. But uh, those would be my top two. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. 
Yeah, and then Steve, I, uh, this morning I listened to your sound check with AC from a little while ago. Yeah, and I was just kind of curious what happened to those episodes because like they're all there, but I don't know if you were doing more or if you just kind of canceled yeah. them. I, just, I don't. Everyone likes rap, so they're good. I, they're I, really good. You need to do more of those. I agree. I don't know who would. I asked Justin Hill. It's shocker. He never got back to me. Um, you got to ask people that like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just everyone that likes me may like rap or country. Which I don't want to do that. That's okay. It um, takes all kinds, though. No, no, no. But the the part of the show is you know ta- me talking, exchanging. No, it's not about you. Uh, it's, a, it's about them. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I, I thought I thought you did a really good job. I thought they were really entertaining. You should do more. I don't know who likes music anymore, like real music. I don't know anybody. I'm not doing one with Dark Side. Yeah, I'm not doing one with Dark Side. <laughs> Nobody cares. So I'm not doing that one. I, but, I understand. I was right, kidding. right. But uh, no, Adam. Maybe we'll try it again. Maybe we'll fire it up in the uh, in the off season and, and and get back at it. So, thanks, man. Yeah, that'd be sweet. All right, thank, thank you. you. All right, JT. Uh, let me uh, before we let you go. We we'll got Michael Antonovich from SWAT Moto Live here. Give me your winners for this weekend in Lakewood. Well, I'm forced to pick Zach Osborne in the 450 class. Yes, I do not have a choice, uh, but I do think he will be right there. I will tell you though, I think that Adam Cincerello is going to whole shot both motos. I really like his starting technique, and I like the way that Kawasaki has looked on the starts. I think they have a, a lot of power for whatever reason. So uh, I will go um, – I'm going to go Adam to win, but I think it will be hotly contested. I'll go Osborne second, uh, even though I'm forced to pick him on my article. I'll go Osborne second because I think he's going to be right there, but maybe Adam's willing to take a few more chances. And then I'll go Tomac third. And then the 250 is the easy one. I'll go Ferrandis. Um, I'll go J-Mart still second, but I'm actually going to put McElrath third on the 250 because I think that bike is going to bring him to the front. Yeah. The only question mark I have is Justin Cooper. Maybe he gets up there too, but he's yeah. been so all over the map. I don't really know what to make of that. Yeah, maybe he's better. Maybe he's not. Or, he, you know, he is better. Oops, no, he's not. Like, I'm with you right. on that for sure. So, all right. So, uh, oh, go ahead. One last thing I want to mention. Uh, those tickets that we gave away were courtesy of Zach Morris at Palm Creek Funding. So um, I would love to take credit for Fly Racing, but they were not ours to give oh, away. They were actually okay. from Zach. Oh, so Thanks, Zach. Yeah, Plum, if you have Plum, mortgage needs, check out Plum Creek Funding. Plum Creek Funding. Uh, absolutely. All right, JT, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. See you. See uh, that's Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Thank you to the folks at uh, Get and 100% Pro Taper and Maxis all on board with us for this show. Uh, please uh, email us using the contact form at pulpmex.com if you want to deal on the folks, anything from Get and Athena. 100% Fantasy, uh, or I should say Moto 60-25 to save on casual apparel and accessories with them. Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, of course you know their names and their brands, and the Fly, fly Racing guys. Let's get into uh, our favorite Swap Moto Live employee, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, everything all right at Swap Moto Live? Oh, yeah. Just another day in paradise. Fantastic. Good to hear. Um, where do you stand on the Marvin Muscan and Adam Cincerillo collision? Um, racing incident, but unnecessary. Like, you, yeah, I see what Marvin's trying to do and all that stuff, but it's just it was a bad deal all the way around. And, and no good situation like that's ever going to come. You know, it was another kind of hurried incident and you can see how he thought he had the room because he did make up a lot of time in the rollers but not enough time yeah yeah i kind of agree uh coming into lakewood this weekend uh it is going to be just star yamahas all over the place just everywhere you look yeah uh that's this is going to be the biggest advantage for that team of the entire schedule for sure and they've had a lot of good advantages like to what you and jt were talking about earlier what i noticed of jmart at spring creek Dude, he was so exact and so precise because, especially going up Mount Martin, because he knew he had to get power to the ground and drive forward because Dylan had that big advantage on him. So he was really hitting his marks and trying to get get going as well as he could. So he's gonna expect Jmart to be like just as razor sharp, precise this weekend. I do think Jmart has a little bit of shoulder shrugs in him out there. Like after the race, he's like, "Yeah, I rode hard. You know, I gave it all I can." He knows the bikes are good, the Star Yamahas are good. He rode there, of course, and they're, they're probably mm-hmm. better than when he rode there. And I do feel like he's a little resigned to the fact that yeah. he's not on that level due to a bike. Yeah, and he's very – like I, you've been part of some of the post-race press conferences. I'm sure if people have read them or watched them. He knows. Like him and, him and Dylan are very complimentary of each other, but he mm-hmm. does know, like, hey, this is not – I am going kind of to a gunfight with a knife. 
in some ways. Not yeah. as bad as other guys are, yeah, yeah. but in some ways. And anybody that's followed the last you know, couple years, there's no secret that Geico Honda's had to really work to get what power they have out of that bike. Right. You know, and thank God that they've avoided the, re- the reliability issues that they faced in past seasons and stuff like that to get Jeremy into this position. Because if not, this thing goes the complete other way this summer, and it's a blowout by Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we saw Tomac come in uh, last second moto, the old Tomac, and I was surprised Osborne held him off. He was on his another. He was on his thing. He was doing his thing. Do you think now? Obviously, you know, Lakewood's not a home track for him. He grew up far away from there, but it is at elevation, and it it is a place he's done well at before. Is he the favorite to win? No, um, I know that so many people think that, but this is like. Ryan Villa, or yeah, Ryan Villapoto at Washougal. RV didn't have like a spotless record there either. Just because they're from there doesn't mean an exact advantage. Uh, the other thing is, do remember not that long ago, Zach lives in Cortez with Eli. Jamar did the same thing. So those are two guys that you do have to remember. It's not been as recent, so that high elevation stuff isn't going to be there. But both guys know, hey, this is how, especially Zach, this is how my bike is going to run up there. This is how I'm going to have to be up there. These are the way I'm going to need to be. And then on that style track, too, this is one of those that it's harder for Eli to push so hard because of those, like, dude, there's, like, quarter-mile deep or long ruts at this track, Mm -hmm. you know. So that doesn't exactly favor Eli's go to the outside and just wick it wide open riding style. Yeah. So you think Osborne, I mean, that was an amazing ride. At WW, and you know he's really good. next to the track was dude unbelievable, especially yeah. going into that first turn because Zach would go to the inside to kind of block, and then you could hear Eli just. I mean, if he twisted the throttle any harder, he was going <laughs> to snap the cable, yeah. and you could just hear that Cowie just barking. Yeah, and like Zach said to you the other night on the Pulp Show, and he said in my How Was Your Weekend, part of his strategy was blowing Eli's goggles out because he knew that they were both low on tear offs or out of tear offs, like the head games and the the awareness and all that stuff of what was going on was impressive. I think that stuff even makes the heads-up speed even more cool to see. Yeah. Because you have to think about all the stuff that's turning in their brains at that time. Yeah, absolutely, right? And it's cool to see two guys just pushing themselves like that and laying it out. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I like. I really enjoy that part. Uh, Michael Antonovich from SWAT Motor Live on the line. Let's take a couple phone calls here. Alan's on one. Alan, what's your question, man? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Can you hear me, man? Yeah, we're good. Cool. Uh, you've talked about it a few times, um, the Savachi Noren thing. I know Savachi's always, always talking about Savachi trying to push to try to beat Noren because of that pay gap. Well, it's I not. Just it's not. It's not just. Get... It's not just Joey. It's it's on any team, like any kind of team sure. where where you're the number one guy and you know you're making more money and you're the right. star. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if you could give a little more insight to maybe the numbers behind that. Like I know JGR is a little bit of a smaller factory team, I guess, if you compared it to yeah. Kawasaki or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joey, they, there's not a lot of money there. Uh, from what I know, Savachi's on a per-race <laughs> deal. and uh, But, it, I mean, it's pretty good, but they, he needs to be racing to, to make money. He doesn't have a guaranteed contract at all. And I would think Freddie Freddy is probably bonuses and expenses and uh, maybe a little bit of gear money, Anton. Okay. Especially because if you look at the team gear deal, Scott, Arai, Garnet, Answer, like that was a lot of money that goes into whatever money those guys are going to make. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, cool. you know, I definitely, you know, Joey or Cowie would probably be in the 250000 range last year. Yeah. I, um, I would think he's less than that at JGR, especially with him missing races. Sure. So, cool. yep. Nice. Anything else? Well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, Appreciate no, it, no guys. Problem. Thanks, Alan. No. Yeah, I definitely think there's always, don't you feel like, Anton, there's always that battle where if you see two teammates come in, it's on. It's on. Yeah, and especially those two, way different, you know, reasons to ride so gnarly. Like, both guys have different points to prove and yeah. everything like that. But, yeah, you can tell that, especially for Joey's uh, position, he knows that he, want, he he deserves a factory bike in his eyes, and he's trying everything he can to get or stay on a factory bike next year, right. you know. Right. Uh, Freddie's deal, like, I think everybody knows Freddie's, amazing outdoor rider just supercross isn't his forte and so it's not really just so much a heads-up battle it's a, really a lot about pride right now i think between those two i feel like freddie was better in supercross this year though dude i don't i mean remember those first few races he was in a lot of lcqs he didn't get hurt at st louis and stuff yeah, like that and yeah. he's gotten better he's never been a supercross guy 
Um, but it's a big step to go right into the 450 class, especially in a season like this. Hopefully Freddie gets better because he has a pretty quick level of improvement. You know, mm-hmm. he went from not being a super cross guy at all to being main event guy, and that, that's pretty good. Right. Uh, we have uh, Russell on three. Russell, what's going on? What's your question? Hey, Steve. First off, I want to say uh, I know I, I, I agree with your your comment on the greasy move. Thank you. And um, also want to say good luck at Vet Nationals. Thank you. But my question is, with all the um, the movement in the Yamaha and stuff, what do you think happens with Time Master Pool? What do you think? Uh, this Time Master Pool thing, uh, Anton, and we're going to dive into silly season here in a second, but uh, he told somebody that he was on the team next year. Uh, somebody else said that they talked to Will, and Will said he's not on the team. What do we know? He's not racing um, this yeah, weekend, I, you know? So Yeah, I had heard, like, before Redbud, like, he wasn't going to be back on the team for next year, and then Redbud went the way it went, and everybody was just like, oh, maybe, you know, and then the Nate Thrasher getting signed on and then maybe racing before the end of the season, I think that that takes something away from Ty. But I also heard that they had been trying to shop him around, him and his brother Jesse, somewhere for next year. And they're both good riders. You know, Jesse's a really good 450 privateer guy outdoors. We have no idea how Ty's going to do in Supercross or anything like that. He's never done it. Um, So there's just so many weird factors there where it's hard to figure out what guy's going to do what. You know, uh, but yeah, I, I like you. I don't see Ty going back there next year at all. I think it's there's going to be a lot of change just at that team alone. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Especially yeah. gas, gas, and such. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that a little bit here. So thanks, man. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dustin's on four. Dustin, what's your question, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, cheers with, uh, say, the room and Barsha going to Gas Gas and being that Alpine star since uh, 2013 when he his 450 rookie year. And I don't know what he was making there, but then he goes to JGR and then um, he's back on factory Yamaha. Is, how much, I don't know what he's making on Yamaha, but compared to what, you know, his A-star deal has got to be pretty lucrative for him. He goes to Gas Gas. How much of an impact do you think that is? I say, okay, maybe making more Gas Gas, but you're not really, you don't have your gear deal for that extra money. Like what kind of, uh, yeah, no, it's, riders one way or another. it's a big deal, but I heard uh, a couple weeks ago that, uh, it's the same deal. He's ma- making the same amount of money. The TLD team stepped up and he is making the same money as he did this year with, with, with salary and gear money. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. you know, like same thing with Malcolm, like, you know, he won't leave because that's his brother's company. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it's like, but how much is he, Possibly wow. losing, just trying to stick with the company. Malcolm's a different deal for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but, but uh, for for Barsha, yeah, I mean he, you know, he uh, he's getting paid the same, so that's good. It's it's surprising to see him. Um, not surprising. It'll be weird to see him in not A star stuff. So, uh, but he'll be, have yeah, A star I mean, boots. He'll have A star boots and an A star neck neck protection. You know. So, uh, thanks for the call, right. man. Thank you. Uh, hey, yeah, go ahead. Mathis, before you jump topics, some background information on that. Um, I did an article earlier this year, like around one of the first Anaheim races. Barsha getting Troy Lee to start painting his helmets. I mean, that's kind of a cool story on how these guys didn't know each other at the first part of this year, and it came together for Troy to paint his, you know, a couple of rides, and then it goes on to this whole thing now. So Justin and Troy have forged a pretty good relationship pretty fast. Um, there's some people in Troy's inner circle or that have worked for Troy that are close to Justin. So he's, it's not like this big switch. It, it is going to be weird to see him jump from Alpine stars after being with Gabrielle and everyone at that company for so long, but it's not like he's not going somewhere that's not familiar and it's not ending on bad terms. I think everybody knows this is what Justin has to do to extend his racing career the way that he needs to, you know, like for him to be on a really good bike and where he wants to be and all that stuff. It's got to go this way. Uh, Let's talk some silly season a little bit. So what do you know, Anton? We got, uh, we got Barsha gas, gas, uh, Mookie to star is out there. Um, We got a spot at Rocky mountain KTM. Uh, JGR is wide open. What, what, what have you heard? Um, a lot, dude. And, and like, even last week, it's just so uncertain because there's some rough framework for a lot of things to happen. And then you go talk to somebody else and it's like, well, yeah, it's like 50% of the way done, but then there's all this other stuff that has to be figured out. Like, yeah, we know that there is spots of gas gas that are going to be filled and Pierce Brown's confirmed to one and Barsha's got the other one that that other one is completely up in the air. Mm, You know, one day you think, I was going to ask you about that. I think, I think it's going to be Moseman. 
Oh, ask, they're going to move him over now. Yeah, they're going to move Moseman over. You say over. that yeah. because Hartraft had no idea what he was going to do when we talked last week. And right. he knew, like, hey, I'm kind of still writing for a contract. Um, so with Moseman leaving, and that was always something that I've been expecting, what's Husky going to do with so many 250 guys? Uh, I would think Jalik is out too, which is unfortunate. That's, like we talked about a few weeks ago, another young guy that didn't get a whole lot of time to produce results and is getting kind of pushed by the wayside. Um but that's part of it. Depending on what happens with Geico Honda is a whole other thing. Yeah. I mean, you could we could talk for hours and hours about this. I think uh, I think I would not be surprised. I think I wrote this or said this this week. I would not be surprised to see Geico being the two Lawrence brothers and J Mart next year. Oh, that big? Yeah. Okay. Mumford Schmoda out. Yeah. Um, I see. I everything I had heard. What is is if. Geico can't pull it together, then it would be Honda in-house, which is what we a lot of people have talked about, and then it would be two guys there. But then I don't know how much further along Geico Honda is on finding the sponsorship right now. Hopefully we hear some more this weekend because we're in the closing days of what they're going to have to do. Yeah, And that's not only is this a lot of riders that are going to be up in the air, but it's also a lot of staff people that are going to be up in the air. A lot of guys with a lot of experience in the sport that could be a huge asset to any team but what team's going to pick somebody up at this late in the season that doesn't already have someone filling that position? Um, yeah, keep an eye on the Geico thing because some days I hear that it's not so great that, that yeah. a lot of longtime supporters of them are, are getting told maybe it's not going to happen next year at all. So then they're trying to rewrite what they're going to do for next year. It's a lot of stuff's up in the air, and that's a big variable for the whole season. There's a, there's a, there's a sniff of J-Mar going to Gas Gas out there. Oh, really? See, yeah. I had even heard yeah. J-Mart going to a 450 next year. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't think so. J-Mart told us he'd be, he's around 250s. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's going to ride 250s. So, um, you know, he, he ducked out at Salt Lake. It was, he was at the airport picking up a friend at Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, I remember. And, uh, I remember. Yeah, no, no, I, I brought that up because it was you. And um, yeah. um, so, you know, I heard 250s for him, uh, gas gas maybe, but then I heard Moseman last week moving over. Uh, I think Swole will be back. I think he's got a contract. I think he comes back. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, with, that's with RJ. Because that's yeah. a big development, too. Yeah. You know? um, I think, and I've been, I've been pounding the drum for this. Now, I thought Bloss should have got the Yamaha spot uh, alongside uh, Barsha uh, filling in, but they really liked Brock Tickle, his testing, and, of course, Brock's a veteran and everything else. Uh, and, and the way it's gone, you can't, you can't say they made a wrong decision for sure. So, uh, Although Benny's, you know, how Benny would do on a factory team isn't exactly apples to apples. So, anyways... Don't you think Tick would work really well alongside Baggett right there? Yeah. Um, Tick would be good there. I would be interested, though, to see what KTM does as far as, you know, bringing Brock back into the fold after having to terminate him and so being so yeah, they exact do, in there. They do have to approve that second spot. You're right. Yeah. So that, And that might not be so easy. Right. You know what I mean? Um as far as him getting that ride over Benny, it makes a lot of sense just in practical reasons. Uh, you know, Benny was in Oklahoma. He lives in Oklahoma. He doesn't go to California unless he has to. Brock lives right there. You know, he's at those tracks all the time. He has everything. He knows what to do. So he was a much easier fit than trying to figure out, well, how are we going to get this guy from Oklahoma out here and do all these things? You know, especially as Yamaha as a whole group with Star for next year is really ratcheting up what they're doing to shake down that bike so guys like Dylan and Plessinger are in a good spot come next year. I know Brock really wanted to go. There is There was talk of a third spot at one point in time, that one that Malcolm's also kind of loosely tied to. So we could see what happens with that, but... Yeah, dude, that's like another one of those cases where you're just, okay, a lot of talent, not a yeah. lot of spots. There's a spot at Moto Concepts, right, where Mookie was. Um, do you think that Star is going to put three 450s on and then 18 250s? Is that the is that the plan? I had heard that if they did Malcolm, it would be Supercross only, and then Christian would jump up. Yep. So I could see that happening. Yeah, um, yep. But, yeah. Hey, you you and I, you said this a couple weeks ago about the whole Malcolm thing, and you have a lot of questions about, you know, why was it, you know, he missed Anaheim 1 and all this stuff. Dude, honestly, in my opinion, and this could be so off base, him coming in a few rounds late back then when Malcolm was not really expected to be a 450 race winner or anything like that, look at the amount of buzz he got back then. 
way, way more than he would have if he was just another guy finishing 10th place at Anaheim 1 around everybody else. But you wait two or three races when nobody else comes in, a couple guys are out with injury, and then he, he has all the attention on him because he's the new addition. So I kind of understand why they did that in the past. And, you know, if he's not going to be battling for championships next year, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that again. No one has told me that that's what they're going to do, but right. if that's the playbook that they play and they just try to keep drumming up hype, it works. And you can't deny that it doesn't work. I can I can deny. That's one of the stupidest things you've ever said, Anton. Uh, yeah, but he's creating buzz. Championships. What, what, what kind of what, what is that worth? Can you can you take buzz to the bank? Can you go to, to the bank and be like, hey, I got a bunch of buzz. Uh, I like to put yeah, this on my mortgage. Uh, totally. Like to... That's what that's okay. what brands like Showy and Scott and Seven and all those people that sign on to be sponsors for him are looking for those interactions. I was at those races. Stories. I was Dude. at those races. There was no buzz. Nobody, nobody uh, was like going. You, you know. I could, I if I still had access to the trans world, like yeah. uh, page view things. If you had a Malcolm thing back in the day when it was Malcolm, like going to fill in a JGR, they're going to come back for whatever race. They were the highest, like viewed stories <laughs> what, of the week of anything. Who cares? I swear to God, start the series when everyone else starts the series. It's the dumbest thing ever. I, yeah, I, but if I you're. Just, uh, Okay. I, right, I know right, what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're saying. But like, there's two schools of thought to this. If you're not going to be racing for a championship, especially back then when he was not on, no, the yeah, he wasn't as good for sure. But I, yeah, yeah, no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, we, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to fight over this, Anton. At some point. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. I'm sure Roger is somewhere. Roger Larson is just like he gets it. Anton gets uh, it. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. us when we get to go. To oh the God, dude, there's so much and, buzz. Like, Buzz, yeah. buzz, and Malcolm's here. He's he's got to ride the B practice because he missed the opening round. Oh god, it's so exciting. Yeah. I, I, so, so, but he still got dude. Think about it. He still got worked into opening ceremonies. Had the biggest opening ceremonies applause all the time. Uh, it worked. Uh, uh, we'll discuss this with Roger at the Paris Supercross in 2035. Wow, Roger. Yeah, Roger's done such a great job of managing his career. He's bouncing from team to team. He literally just crushed it in Supercross and left the team. Yeah, yes, I, but I, you I have to. But but again, he's not the first person, and this is no slander against Photo Concepts because I'm tight with people over there. He's not the first person to ever go. Hey, man, it's a little weird over there. A couple things don't go my way. Yeah, I, I, uh, yes, I can see this. Yes, but he's got nothing. So you know, maybe keep all your bitterness bottled up until you have somewhere to go that wants to pay you to race. Because right now he has uh, I think nothing. He had that. I think he had that for a while. Uh, Leaving Salt Lake City, he did have a lot of interest. Uh, it, it's, there's been nobody's career more mismanaged than Mookie. And I like Mookie and I like Roger. And I would tell them both that. I'm like, you guys are making horrible decisions almost every single year. I get it. You want the Brayton program. Everybody does. But you're not there yet. You're not on that level yet um I, dude i don't know i really don't know because what is the whole reason in the brayton program why american why these european race promoters have americans come over they want the big noteworthy guys malcolm is a big noteworthy guy that's his whole point of doing that stuff and he's gonna win the race he's gonna dude when he was just like a so-so 250 guy like the year he won the championship at geico hondas and stuff like that even at the Paris supercross he was one of the top dudes there more so than the 450 guys yeah, people, that were racing. People do time. love him. Yep, I'll agree with you. People do love him over there. Uh, definitely. So he, he could earn in that regard, and that's buzz. That's buzz that you get to take to the bank and go, we're yeah. worth this amount. Yeah. Pay us to do this. All right, I'm going to go to the bank after the show and see how much buzz, I, see how much money I can get when I, for buzz. Uh, Steve, what's up? You had a March Banks question? Hey, uh, um, I was wondering if you guys have heard anything uh, about what he's doing next year. I saw him. Riding on a Husqvarna over the weekend. Yeah, I saw oh, a photo no. too. He was on. It looked like a stock bike, a Rockstar Husky. Yeah, I think it was edition. a Rockstar edition. But yeah. um, but just a stock one, not provided by the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anton, the guy won a Supercross, and we don't hear much about it. What do you know? Yeah, I hear nothing. I know a lot of people would like to sign him. Um, you know, just based on like potential, and it's going to be weird that if he goes that far. Uh, especially to still be kind of mid-season, and then you go ride somebody else's bike. I didn't see that, so that's a little that's a little out there. But no, I think it was. Shows... A, I don't think it was a team bike. It was just a Rockstar. No, but I mean, just yeah, any other brand. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're under contract. You know, contracts run until a certain point in the year. And I'm sure a lot of stuff got altered for this year. So that is a weird deal. But that's just for the proof that he is not going to be back there next year. Um, between him and Hartraft, I think those are two guys that are the most viable free agents in the 250 class right now. How about we had uh, we had Peyton on the show, I think after March Banks won. Um, 
and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I read the situation wrong. But Peyton was like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Anyways, like, like Mitch was not a fan. Not, I mean, it's good that he won a race. And, and he, he looked like a new improved rider this year. But I got the sense that Mitch was not a fan of Garrett Marchbanks. For whatever. Which I'm surprised by considering that he had put, like, hot sauce with him. Like, and Mitch, hot sauce is Mitch's guy and, and for yeah. all that stuff. Like, for right. him and Tedesco to work together, like, that yeah. is, it's just like Nick working with Adam. That, yeah, yeah. There's no one better from Mitch's point of view to wow. try to coach a guy than one of those two. Maybe, so that is weird. maybe Hot Sauce was telling him things like, hey, Mitch, this guy, <laughs> you know, uh, this guy isn't doing this or he says this or, you know what I mean, or whatever, whatever. I don't know. But it was. I, will, yeah. I do know this. They wanted a very, um, not a unique program, but he, he wanted to do some things his way. Like sometimes he did want to, he, he went all around the country trying to figure out a place to go ride. You know, I know he bounced back and forth from the East Coast to the West Coast. Wanted to do some stuff in Utah, some things like that. Uh, and especially when you maybe haven't earned that stuff, that is a big ask to a team of Mitch's caliber of like, hey, I want to do it this way. I could see Mitch being like, yeah, sure, great. Go win something, and then we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for the call, Steve. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, Anton, thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, SwapMotoLive.com for more information on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you this weekend, right? Yep, for sure. All see right. you guys there. Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. Uh, thank you to 100% Pro Taper, Maxis, and Get, all on board with us. And you people, we got some people on hold. Sorry we didn't get to you. We'll do it next week. Tits, just a fantastic job today. Yeah, a lot just, of callers. I had to work for it. Yeah, today. you really did have yeah, to work. I did, yeah, yeah. I apologize for that. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to get you, you know, so you don't have to work. Let's dial it down next uh, week. Thanks right. to Fly Racing. Thanks to you people. We'll see you next week.